Ahoy there, welcome to the Bible Pirate Advent Calendar. My name's Matt Valor, this is Day 2. For twelve years the kings of the cities of the plains of the Jordan had paid tribute to King Chedorlaomer of Elam. He ruled a people far away in the east, on the other side of the Tigris River, but the people of the cities east of the Jordan River were his vassals. In the thirteenth year, they rebelled. So King Chedorlaomer came west with his allies and subdued the resistance. They defeated the mighty giants of the underworld at Ashtoreth Karnayan, their wandering cousins at Ham, and still more at Shavea Kirathim. Surging south, they beat the Horites in the hill country of Seir, and went further south and west to the edge of the Sinai Desert at El Paran. Then they turned around, and striking out from En Mishpat, they attacked all the Amalekites and also the Amorites of Hazazon Tamar at the southwestern edge of the Salt Sea. The kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Admar, Zeboim, and Bela met King Chedorlaomer and his allies at the Valley of Sidin. It was four kings against five, but the kings of the plain were no match for the kings of the east. The armies of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some of their fighters fell into the nearby tar pits, while others ran to the hill country. So Sodom and Gomorrah were plundered, and the kings of the east left. But among their captured goods was Abram's nephew, Lot. Abram was by the great trees of Mamre when the messenger who had escaped the battle brought him news of Lot's capture. He gathered his trained men, over three hundred of them, along with Mamre and his brothers, and pursued the armies of King Chedorlaomer north, up the Jordan River to Dan. He divided his forces and attacked them by night, and chased them down all the way to Hobar, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the plunder, including Lot and all his family and possessions. Abram gave a tenth of the plunder to King Melchizedek of Salem, and after taking the share required to cover the expense of food for his men, he returned all the rest to the king of Sodom. I have made an oath to Yahweh, El Elyon, owner of heaven and earth, he said, that I would not take a thread or the strap of a sandal or anything at all that is yours, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abraham rich. Abraham and Sarai couldn't have children, and Abraham was worried that when he died, all his wealth would be inherited by one of his slaves and not his own family. Then Abraham had a vision in which he could see Yahweh, who said, Look at the heavens and count the stars if you are able. That is how many descendants you will have. I am Yahweh who brought you from Ur to give you this land. But Abraham wanted an assurance that Yahweh would honour his commitment. 
So he instructed Abraham to bring a cow, a she-goat and a ram, all three years old, as well as a turtle dove and a pigeon. Abraham cut each of the animals in half and laid each half over against the other, along with the birds which he laid down whole. Birds of prey circled the carcasses, but every time they dived for them, Abraham fought them off. As the sun set, Abraham fell into a deep sleep, and a freakish darkness covered him. And Yahweh said to him, Your descendants will be foreigners in a land that is not theirs, and will be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years. But I will judge that nation, and they will loot it and leave it. Once the sun had set, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed through the darkness between the animal pieces. And so Yahweh made a binding agreement with Abraham. To your descendants I give this land, from the Nile to the Euphrates, the southwestern lands of the Kenite metalworkers, the lands of the Kenizzites, the land of the Cadmonites, children of the east, the lands of the Hittites in the north, lands of the Perizzites in the central hills, the lands of the giants of the underworld in the mountains east of the Jordan, as well as the land of the Amorites in the fertile plains, the Canaanites and the Girgashites in the western hills, as well as the Jebusites, who lived on the hills on the west side of the Salt Sea, in the place that would eventually become Jerusalem. Abraham did have a son, but not with Sarai. Her Egyptian slave, Hagar, gave birth to Abraham's first child, Ishmael. Thirteen years later, Yahweh appeared to Abraham and said, I am El Shaddai. I will make you the ancestor of many, many nations, and your name will no longer be Abraham, but Abraham. I will make a covenant between us and your descendants forever. I will give you all this land in which you are now a foreigner, all the land of Canaan, to be yours forever. But every male in your house, now and for all future generations, must be circumcised. So this sacred agreement will be in your flesh and will be as permanent as the cut. Anyone who does not cut off their foreskin will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Elohim also said, As for Sarai, she will now be called Sarah. She will give you a son, and from her will birth nations and kings. Abraham fell on the floor, laughing. How can I have a child when I am a hundred years old? Or Sarah, who is ninety? Surely Ishmael can be this son and live as yours. But Elohim said, No, 
Your wife Sarah shall give birth to a son, and you shall call him Isaac. And I will make my covenant with him and all his children forever. As for Ishmael, he will father twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be with Isaac, to whom Sarah will give birth this time next year. So Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in his household, every son and every slave, and he cut off their foreskins along with his own. Sarah gave birth to Isaac, but she was worried that Ishmael would inherit all of Abraham's wealth. So she persuaded Abraham to banish him and his mother Hagar. Abraham sent them away, and Ishmael grew up in the wild desert near Egypt.